Hello and welcome to Kyle's Internal Monologue. This episode we're covering the Babylon 5 Season 1 episode TKO. Uh, so I mentioned at the end of the last one that, uh, th that we were, uh, going from one of the best episodes of season one, that being Science Importance, to one of the worst episodes of season one, if not the worst episode in all of Babylon 5, which is arguable between this and Grave 17 is missing in my personal opinion. Um, I'll see what I think of it when I get to Grave 17 is missing, but after several watch-throughs, I've always thought that TKO was probably the worst simply because it its biggest sin is that it's dull it's boring to watch it, it you you sit there and you're just constantly checking your clock like you're you're just waiting for the episode to end there's like part of a good episode here that's everything to do with Ivanova everything to do with Walker Smith is irritating boring dull and just lazy storytelling um Grey 17 is missing, and like I said, I'll see when I get uh, to, to Grey 17 is missing, when I get there way, way into Season 3, simply because I'll find out then if I legitimately think it's worse or or, or not than TKO. But for now, this, is, this in my opinion, after several watch-throughs, has always been my go-to for the worst episode. Now, mind you, even the worst episode of Babylon 5 is still pretty damn good, considering that a lot of really bad episodes of television exist out there. Um, just keep it in the sci-fi realm. Have you guys ever watched the episode of Voyager called Threshold? That is awful, awful storytelling. Uh, and it's far worse than this. This is just going to bore you. That will literally make you scream in agony of how bad the writing is in Threshold. But this just makes you bored. So if that's its greatest sin, then, you know, it's pretty damn good compared to the worst of television. And like I said, there are some good ideas here. Everything to do with Ivanova is really good, really well handled. And if it was given more screen time and was given significantly more screen time than the Walker Smith storyline, I think we would have ourselves a pretty good episode with a boring B-plot. Instead, we have a pretty good B-plot with a really boring A-plot. And that's the difficulty with this episode, is that watching it, it's half a good episode, or technically less than half a good episode, because the Walker Smith storyline kind of gets more screen time than uh, the Ivanova B-plot. So that's, that is the ultimate issue with TKO, is it's boring, and it has only one good idea. Um, so I'm going to start with my thoughts on the A plot, the Walker Smith plot, because I have next to zero. Uh, so Walker Smith, a uh, friend of Garibaldi, uh, him and the actor who plays Garibaldi, Dara Doyle, have a like, really good sense of chemistry. It's, 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 it, it, you can tell that the... That the that they they have this way of talking to each other that uh, is very similar to way old friends talk, uh, friends who haven't seen each other in a long time but were really close when they didn't uh, see each other all the time. So you get that sense from them the way they play it. So like props to the actor. Um, I find everything with the the Muay Thai really really lazy. Um, like beyond the fact that uh, we we. Uh, we want to talk about respect to other cultures, um, but then we take real-life martial arts uh, names and techniques and we rename them in the laziest way possible. 
uh, by uh, like adding a syllable or changing the way someone pronounces it or adding a couple extra letters just to uh, the mutai utai kind of thing. I mean that it's right in that episode. Um, so we are wanting to talk about being respectful to other cultures, but then taking something that belongs to other cultures and uh, trying to make it more sci-fi. It just feels very lazy. It's lazy world building. It's not paying. It's not adhering to your your own theme, uh, and it's just lazy. And the entire fight at the end is very cheesy '90s bad bad sound effects. Uh, relatively okay camera work. Uh, the it's the issue with '90s television is we weren't we weren't as action heavy um, in television, and so like any time there was a fight, it was it often seemed a bit cheesier, um, simply because uh, no one really knew the correct way to to direct that. It was more like stage fighting, like you were watching a stage play than an actual fight. And we've gotten much better of that over the years as stunt coordinators and stuff have really worked hard to uh, make fights in TV seem more realistic. And camera work has gotten better significantly to make it look less like a stage play where obviously the actors are throwing their punches, uh, but you just roll with it because you're watching a stage play. Um, Whereas in this, it's, it's very clear they're throwing their punches and you just got to go, okay, I guess this is the TV equivalent of a stage play. It's not great. Um, the, the actor who plays the, 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 the guy who the, the sort of teaches Walker Smith, he'll show back up. Of, uh, funnily enough, uh, he's an alien in this. Uh, I don't think this is really a spoiler because it's a really small bit in season three. He'll appear as a, uh, a really racist guy who hates aliens, uh, anything that's not human. So it's, it's really weird seeing him here that way. Uh, and speaking of that, Walker Smith is like very casually racist about everything. Uh, he calls calls the 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 ringleader of the mutai uh, a snakehead. Uh, so it's it's showing that as I've been mentioning, Earth isn't a paradise. Earth has issues. Um, like uh, you know, not everybody's perfect. Um, but once again, there's nothing really to this plot. It's really boring. It's really dull. Uh, like I said, props to the actor and, and uh, Jerry Doyle uh, and uh, everybody involved to make their friendship at least seem somewhat believable. I do have one more note on that story to do with Walker Smith and uh, Garibaldi in the spoiler section, so wait around for that. But I will move on to the much more interesting B-plot. So the B-plot of this episode is uh, Ivanova dealing with her father's death. Finally... Finally, after all this time, we are dealing with the fact that her father passed. Um, and her rabbi, Rabbi Kozlov, comes in, and the, the that actor uh, played uh, uh, played Mr. Mr. Roshenko in Star Trek. He was Worf's adopted dad. It was great to see him, because he was great in Star Trek, and he's great here. Um, and the way he interacts with Ivanova is really nice, and I, I, I just love Ivanova's arc here, that she was burying herself in her work that uh, she feels like everything, you know, everybody has abandoned her. Uh, that's a big part of who and what she is, is that she, like, her brother died in the war, her mother d committed suicide, her dad's now dead. Like, she 
she feels like she's abandoned. She has no nothing left. I mean, her 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 ex boyfriend turned out to be a member of the Home Guard. She's got nothing left. At least that's what she sees. And all she's got is her friends now, and and she's not acknowledging that she needs to grieve. You have to grieve in order to get over something. But she's refusing to grieve, so she's not getting over her issues. She's just letting it boil and boil and boil, and eventually that 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 boiling is going to erupt. Uh, and what Kozlov is trying to do is to get her to grieve, to sit Shiva as per her traditions as, uh, as, a, as a Jew. Uh, and the, the, great, the great bit about that is that it really feeds into her ongoing arc that she's being taken over by pessimism, that she's, she's, uh, she's just feeding into that all, all her guilt and all the, her abandonment. Uh, and she's just letting those emotions fester inside her and just burying herself in the work, becoming nothing but the job. And we see that when she finally admits her grief, finally acknowledges that her father is dead and, and sits Shiva and says the prayer, she breaks down in tears, crying. You would you'd never think you would see Ivanova do that. Ivanova has been this very stalwart, strong character up until this point. She breaks and cries and cries and cries because of course she does because she's been burying all those emotions inside her refusing to let it out uh she's not she's not dealing with the pain she's hiding from the pain uh to quote her rabbi rabbi kozlov uh you cannot you cannot run from your own heart susan uh, not even in space a great line and great moment and i also i also love that because of her abandonment, her feelings of abandonment and her locking away her emotions, she has to be in control. She has to be on the front line. I've talked about this before, that she has to feel like she's in control of everything. Otherwise, she feels like everything's going to fall apart because she's going to lose everyone again. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's exactly what happened with her mother. It's exactly what happened with her father, her brother, and so forth. So when Kozlov goes to Sinclair and says, hey, I want you to be present to sit in Shiva. I want you to t uh, tell all the Jews on the station to come to sit Shiva with her. She feels insulted by that. And she's like, you went over my head. You know, how dare you? I, I, I've worked so hard to be in control of who I am. And, and he... And he feels, like Kozlov, you can tell the, the absolute props to the actor. Um, you, you can feel that, that anguish where he's like, I'm just trying to help. I was just trying to get you to open up. And it, it takes so much to get her to open up. And it's a good thing he did get her to open up because all those emotions come erupting to the surface. It's a beautiful moment and Claudia Christensen acts the hell out of it. And again... The, her arc throughout the rest of the series is fantastic. And it's sad to see that arc you know it's already began it began a while ago but it's continuing onwards uh and she's at a crossroad she could become better she could not just bury her emotions she could let out her emotions this way and sometimes she will but for the most part she'll become more and more distant you can't run away from your own heart susan she will try and that's the sad thing about it um so that's all i have to say on that uh excellent b plot horrible a plot um, I tried to find some connection between the two plots, uh, and the only thing I was getting was this adherence, finding yourself and addressing your own faults through cultural traditions. 
I think that is the main theme that runs through both of them. However, this is very much a character piece of Ivanova and Walker Smith, who we'll never ever see again and never hear about again. So, whatever. Uh, like I said, the Ivanova stuff is amazing. The Walker Smith stuff is no, not at all. Just boring and dull. So I'm going to get into the spoiler section before I sign off today. The only spoiler I have of note uh, that is worthy of mentioning uh, is twice in this episode, Walker Smith turns to Garibaldi and says, you, you know, you, sh you watch your back. Uh, the very first time he shows up, one of these days, Garibaldi, you're going to learn to watch your back. And then when he leaves to get on the ship, uh, when at the very end of the episode, he uh, he says, oh, uh, watch your back, Garibaldi. It, it's nice foreshadowing of, uh, of what is to come because in the end of the season, Garibaldi is going to get shot in the back. And metaphorically, he's going to be stabbed in the back in addition to being shot because his, you know, someone he trusted, Jack, someone on his security force, someone he brought up in the security force, his second, is a traitor. And uh, Garibaldi's already paranoid, but it's going to make him worse. And it's going to take him a while to recover from that. He And he almost died being shot in the back. Uh, and that's not even the count. All the mental issues, as I said, where he's going to be, go down a deep spiral of uh, paranoia as a result of that. So, like, this, he really does need to learn to watch his back because it's going to come back to bite him if he doesn't. And uh, it's really sad to know that that's going to come up, but it's nice foreshadowing. It's very clever, uh, and it's not in your face, and you only notice it if you're watching it for the second time. It's really nice. Uh, but that's all I have. Like I said, not a great episode. Great B-plot, horrible A-plot. Uh, next episode is Grail, which is a relatively decent episode, but does have one of my favorite quotes from Ivanova. Uh, so I look forward to addressing that next time. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleJShare or Instagram at also at KyleJShare where you can get updates about my writing, my comics, etc. And speaking of my comics, you can uh, support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash KyleShare. I'm wanting to write comics for the rest of my life and hopefully make that my career. So if every every dollar you support me you know, brings me that much closer to uh, doing, doing that for a living. And if I'm able to do that for a living, I have more time instead of devoting most of my time to normal work to actually be able to do not only what I enjoy, which is comics, but also to do these podcasts, both this one uh, and uh, in Nerds vs. Nerds with Liley and any future uh, podcasts that come up uh, later down the road. Uh, so uh, every dollar counts into ensuring that I can do what I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, and I thank you to everyone, a big thank you to everyone that is currently supporting me and my comics and these podcasts. And thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>